You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Well, I've got one statement oh. to make. What's that? Zoom, you are dead to me. You're dead. You're dead to me. You don't work here anymore. <laughs> Here's your pink slip. We stayed with Zoom yeah. for a long time oh. in the last month or oh, so. Zoom terrible. keeps glitching and lagging. Yep. So we yep. went back to FaceTime. We had a lot of problem with FaceTime when we first started this. Uh, I know. And I now know. FaceTime is, has really improved, so... They picked, they picked up their game for sure. And I'll tell you, um, Messenger. Uh, Messenger works really well. Does it? Uh, I use that to do some uh, online uh, premarital counseling. And huh. It worked phenomenal. Yeah, it worked really good. Yeah, so, I'm going to have yeah. to maybe get that, but that means that yeah. my Facebook name and person will be more available. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Just keep it, we'll just keep it between you and I. Okay, we won't, won't tell anybody. Good. I won't. I won't share double O seven. Whatever you do, Columbus, Ohio. Do not share <laughs> that I am on Facebook. Please don't. No, no, no. Because <laughs> well, I'm not never, really. They'd never find you, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. I mean, That's if right. you log into my Facebook page, my photo, my background photo, says, "Don't." Message me, don't friend me. I'm never going to talk to you because I'm only on there so I can add posts on our Facebook page for the church. So, uh, Mr. Social, <laughs> Mr. I want to be your friend. I get I get probably seven friend requests a week, and I just that ignore them all. You know, right? <laughs> well, you should get to know them because then they wouldn't want to be your friend anyways. <laughs> <laughs> They'd unfriend you. They'd unfriend you in a heartbeat. <laughs> well, I think that's why they want to friend me, just so they can unfriend so they can me unfriend. back. That's right. <laughs> block, block, restrict, block. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Facebook when you get Tim Talks? There you You're going to find out everything yes. you need to know about us right here. Yes, there you go. The good, We're the bad, and the toward ugly. Episode 1000, which we I ought know, to do as I video. Know. Yeah, we will. We will. We'll do it as we'll a video. to make up a Tim Talks studio, get the Tim Talks logo on the mics, do the do the whole thing. Wow. Man. Do I have to comb my hair? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to be with me, please brush your teeth. <laughs> oh my yeah that'll be fun we're uh we're closing in on 900 pretty quickly so it won't be too too long and we'll be there a thousand wow. I, I don't want to say that you normally have bad breath but you're on your ninth windscreen in front of your mic to keep melting <laughs> It's the coffee. It's the Tim Hortons coffee. Coffee breath. It's like, it's like battery acid. <laughs> 
Hey, I want to say to our listeners who are planning on going to Israel with us that uh, May 1st, which is just a week away, May 1st, uh, you've got to get your deposit in, your $500 deposit, or we're going to give up your spot to somebody on the waiting list. And Brother Wolven, we have right now, I think, 17 people on the waiting list for the United States. I know half and we of have them around. from our church. They're, yeah. they're praying people won't put their deposit in so they can slide on in. I know, and we have I think twelve in Canada on the waiting list. So, yeah, I know it. We've uh, we got to get some people uh, signed up. So we have some who've sent it in, but not all. I think a lot of everybody's waiting at the last minute. Don't do that. Uh, get that in so we can keep your spots. So uh, I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm getting excited every day. I'm looking at uh, different areas that we're going to and trying to read through the scriptures on that. So exciting. Uh, Amen. Looking forward to it. So get that in. And uh, if you can't come this year, hey, 2025, we've already started uh, one of two trips. Uh, we'll be having a sign up for that coming very quickly. Uh, we already have a church who said we want to bring about 25 people. So that's half a trip. Um, and then we're going to fill in on that. So get ready for 2025 and plan on coming with us to Israel. So hey, let me ask you, you a question. If someone, now it won't be any from our church, but if someone was on the waiting list for the U.S. Yeah. trip, could mm-hmm. they yes. swap over to the Canadian trip? Yes, if there's okay. room, uh, we will do that. Okay. Uh, definitely will do Just that. Just wondered, so. as yeah. a public yep. service announcement, you know, our well, people I know want to well, go with us. So You're all about public, you're all about service, and you're all I about am. announcements. I am. I'm all about so. other people. Wow, what a guy. <laughs> it, it killed me. I'm so humbled that killed me to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know a lot of people would like to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and they readily admit that. <laughs> yeah, and they'd post it on Facebook if they could, but they can't. <laughs> hey, we need to do we need to do a podcast on facing uh posting on Facebook. The do's don'ts and the definitely do not. Well then I'm just gonna be sitting here oh. saying, Okay, because I don't yeah. post them other than our church page. But we can oh. get involved. We need to talk about how you yeah. use social media. I mean, it, yes. I know we've done it before, but we could probably do yeah. it every month. Yeah, it's time for an update, I think. I've seen some things, heard some things. Oh, man, I'm telling you, it could get it can get ugly. Yeah, sure. I remember one time wow. years ago, my son said, man, I haven't seen a good Facebook war in a while. And, yeah, and then it's like I the know. next week one erupted. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Oh. Uh, sinfully enjoying it <laughs> yes. yeah he probably planted the seeds no he probably used your it erupted of its own accord name. without his help but <laughs> <laughs> oh man unbelievable hey we started on monday talking about uh, mothers staying at home and uh holly thank you for sending in your email to us uh and asking those questions about uh is it still biblical is it a good practice for ladies to stay at home um, when they have children and uh, got kicked off, got that kicked off. So let's proceed ahead again today on Wednesday talking about that. And uh, my thought is, and I don't have it in front of me, I don't know if you have it, Proverbs 31. The Proverbs 31 woman would strongly indicate that that woman worked to supply for her home. How did she do that? How do you care for your children? and still supply financially, physically, for your home. And, of course, we know that Proverbs 31 woman was written in a different time, different culture, but still 
still able to do that. Have you got it there, Brother Wolverine? Yes, I do. I won't read all of it, but I'll sort of highlight no. some things, all right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She seeketh woolen flax and worketh willingly with her hands. Um, she considereth a field and buyeth it. Uh, with the yeah. fruit of her hand, she planted a vineyard. That would increase yeah. the income of the family. Um, yeah. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. She layeth her hands to the spindle and her hands hold to the distaff. So, you know, cutting costs... Yep. Of purchasing clothes versus trying to make them. Um, right. Let's see. She, uh, let's see. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. So you know that's just a few of those verses that deal right. with what the what the virtuous woman would do and so right. you know i i don't want to use this as a premise that her obligation is to increase the finances of her home that is the husband's obligation to to provide for the family yet if she is trying to do the best for her husband the best for her children the best for her home then Obviously, she's going to want to jump in and and do things that would help. So, you you can't say well well obviously the Proverbs thirty one woman, it didn't necessarily hold employment a consistent job outside the home. The Bible doesn't command that you can't, and so that that to me is a, an important differentiation to make. That first of all. The, the Lord is saying you need to learn to do this. And all of Proverbs 31 is really her focus on her husband and her family. And so yeah. she's there are so many multiple things that you can do to help your husband and your family. And, right. and that really, when we get to the point, you know, in, individually as a couple, we get to the point of, hey, I want more things. Right there, we better stop and say, wait, you know, let's not get our focus off our each other and our family. You know, right. we can't allow ourselves to lose that focus. So that, that has to be that fundamental uh, poor part that we're building our, our whole relationship on. Right. I will say that my wife, uh, from, you know, the time that we decided to have children— was always looking for ways to supplement our income from the home. And I know a lot of pastor's wives who do that. Um, there are ladies who try to do that. Uh, beauty counter, uh, Tupperware, you know, oh, some of those been things. Oh, so many multiple things. So okay, let me many. ask you this. Uh, you've been in Canada how long? Uh, 30, 35 years. About how many jobs, different Places hmm. has your wife been employed? Just guessing. Oh, seven or eight. Yeah, I would think it's even higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About seven or eight. Yep. She she would she would work a job for about three or four years, mm -hmm. and then uh, because of the change in kids, you know, they yep. went from being toddlers to you know now needing to get around to places and stuff. She'd have to change a little bit. So I'd say yeah, seven, eight, maybe ten, maybe ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. because. It's just trying to see what is adaptable 
that fits your right. guys' schedule and and right. what what part of life that you're in. Yeah, I will say being a pastor's wife does throw an extra challenge into that because oh yes, I I require her to be you know available to help me. Uh, when I need to counsel a lady or, you know, a lady needs counseling or whatever. And I know other ladies that aren't pastor's wives have to do some of those things as well. So don't mm-hmm. think I'm demeaning what you do. But I'm just saying from my perspective as a pastor, um, she had to be at church functions. You know, you talk about real estate. This probably one woman was, you know, kind of a real estate agent almost. I, my wife wanted to do real estate. She loves real estate. She is great at real estate. But it meant showing homes on Sundays, yeah. and I said, I, I just, I, I can't do that yep. I, as a pastor and telling people that's the Lord's day. I, I can't have mm-hmm. you do that, and so she. And she's whereas had a you bit wouldn't a, think ill of somebody in your congregation that showed no. an open house in the afternoon in between services, right? Yeah, right. But I just, as a pastor, and I thought, you know, there are times when they like we want to see the house now, and right. church is the priority. So that yeah. was that was a little bit different as well. But yeah, she, man, she worked uh, retail. She worked from home. She worked cleaning houses. She, you know, whatever. And uh, man, thank God for that because she was a tremendous help. Um, but yeah, I don't think that the problem is working. I think it's taking away from your family or taking away from your children just so that you can have more things. I think that's what Holly's trying to allude to. And and I understand that. I get that. And I would say that the number one priority for me, for my wife, was for her to be able to care for our children. And doing that was of utmost importance. And we both knew that. We both agreed on that. And But my wife at the same time was constantly saying, why don't I just get a job? Why don't I just get a job? No, it, it's tight. We're tight. We'll get yep. by. We'll make it. And we did. And we're doing all right. So praise and, the Lord and for God that. God blesses. You know, whenever yes. you obey the scriptures, God blesses in mm-hmm. ways that sometimes it doesn't financially add up, but other ways you can't. It, it, the financial aspect is there and you don't even know how you got there, really. Yeah. Let, let me say this I don't know too many ladies that don't want to stay home and raise their children. I think 99.9% of the ladies I know want to do that and do do that to a great degree uh, in those first few years. Mm -hmm. It's when the children start going to school. If you don't homeschool, that's usually when most ladies then want to get out of the home. And if you send your kids to a Christian school, usually have to work out of the home because um, they have to pay for the Christian school. And that's that's usually where it begins. There are some who just want more things who or find a value or a greater value in working outside of the home. And I think our society definitely does put a pressure on oh, a young yes. woman to get a career, you know, get oh, outside yes. the home. You know, you've got to have a degree. You've got to there's a there's a huge pressure to do that. And then I think a lot of those women find out that once they do have a child, now there's a huge strain because I paid all that money to go to school. I have that degree. I have some success, but I have this new responsibility that is tugging at my heart. That's a hard thing. That's a that's a difficult thing for a lot of ladies. Here's a trend that is developing over the last 20 years or so. Um, people, well, this a little bit longer, but people are waiting longer to get married and yes. they're waiting longer to have children. 
And so now there are some ladies that may be in their 30s, maybe even mid-30s or so, who realize, Mm -hmm. well, I better, if I'm going to have a family, I better, you know, the clock is ticking. I better start now. And so when they have a child and now they're in, let's say, middle management, ready maybe to break through the glass ceiling into upper management, and now it winds up being a real tug of war with the heart of, I've got this child, but I've got a career. And that's a real difficult thing that that, uh, some ladies are are seeing more and more. I'll tell you, my wife's struggle was, my wife and your wife are brilliant women, and my wife could succeed in any business, really, that she wanted to do. And she felt a self-worth and an esteem from working and having someone say, you're doing a great job. You're the top salesman this month. Um, You're one of our favorite employees, all of those things. Sadly, when a lady stays at home and raises her children, she doesn't hear a lot of that. And that's, that's the fault of we as husbands and men sometimes. We come home and we criticize. Why isn't my supper ready? Why isn't the laundry done? Why you know, do the kids have dirty clothes on it? Whatever. And she doesn't get that same, that same sense of accomplishment sometimes. And I think if you're going to have your wife stay at home, fellas, let me give you some encouragement. Find those things to brag on. Find those things to praise her for and let her know that you do appreciate that. That will help. And I think there's a lot of ladies that kind of sense, and I've done this. I'm, I regrettably have done things like this. My wife will say, can I get a new dining room set? And I'll say, well, if you raise the money for it, of course, she's staying at home with the kids, you know, and I, I kind of yeah. guilt her into that. And she's felt like, well, you know, you really want me to work outside of the house. And I foolishly have said things like that a lot of times in jest, but that began to wear on my wife. And she then said, well, I'm going to then try and make my own money and some, you know, try to do that somehow. Um, so that's that's part of the problem as well, is why women want to sometimes work out of the home. Well, they, they're staring at needs or they're sp- staring at things that they feel like they need to help the home be better, to operate better, uh, to look nicer. You know, it's not usually, man, I want to better this. I w-. Most women in our churches are not going to work so they can get more jewelry. Or, right. you know, I mean, they're, they're looking, saying, like you said, a, a new dining room suit or, you know, man, we need drapes or wouldn't it be great if we had better carpet or, I mean, they're generally, it's, it's, that's their focus. And so, you know, husbands do need to be a lot more honest whenever it comes to the financial things because, you know, they'll get mad. You spent 500 bucks for these three kids for right. clothes for school right and yet right. they'll go hey i got that new gun for hunting you know it was only 2200 you know that yeah that that's tough to oh. to try oh. to reconcile those two of you know well this yeah. is what i needed oh oh really your other five guns di- weren't weren't good right. enough you know that's that's tough man you better bring home a lot of meat with those guns to justify it. <laughs> you better be killing. A, you better be killing an animal every week to put in the freezer, because if not, your wife's going to use that gun on you. <laughs> you don't need that good of a gun to shoot a cow. That's that's right. <laughs> and I and I will tell you, I I've heard a lot of guys say some really dumb things oh, to their man. wives and very critical. If you 
as a man, let me say this. If, you, if you're going to have your wife stay home and look after your home and raise your kids, buddy, you better you better do everything in your power to make that possible and to make that pleasant for her. That's your responsibility. You better make sure she's got what she needs. And if she doesn't, you better get another job and you better take care of that. And there were times when, when I said to my wife, she'd say, well, I'm, you know, I need this, I need that. I said, well, then I'll go get a job. I'll go get another job. I'm pastoring full-time, but I'll go get a part-time job and I'll take care of that. And we would always work out some compromise uh, that we could do that. And I just felt that that was an important priority to me to have my wife stay home. Um, As the kids grew up and got older and could look after themselves and they did their schoolwork, then I said to my wife, I'd really appreciate if you'd look for something because things are just really, really tight. And we could use that. We need to start putting it aside for the future. And she gladly did that and did a great job at it. And then I got to a place where I said, you know what? I I don't think you need to do that anymore. I think we're going to be okay. I want you to spend more time with me. I want you to travel with me. I want you to be a uh, a part of the ministry. And uh, she's she's done that. But in the back of her mind, she's always thinking, how can I make us more money? How can I make us more money? So I love her for that. Well, yeah, but... That that's mo- so many facets to that, you know. Mm-hmm. When you said I want you to travel with me, and she she's looking for an excuse to not have to travel. With that's you. what I mean. It you know, is. it's give her a vacation, be gone, and preach for four weeks, and then she sees you for five days, and then you travel for three more weeks. I mean that that's very pleasant for her. It's just so disheartening when she hugs the love offering check more than me. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, I'm home, and she holds her hands out in the handshake of uh, give me the dough. (laughs) Hey, two things real quick, because I know we got to sign off. Number one. Yeah, we do. That's why the Bible says, husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. It's because that's, that's the way that we are. We, we're cynical, snide, crude, you know, hateful. I mean, that's, guys are obnoxious. I mean, we deal with each other that way, and we sort of like it, you know? Yes. <laughs> who, can have the, who can have the best flatulence, you know? I mean, all right, you're the winner, you know? I mean, but <laughs> so that's our nature to be that way, but uh, don't be bitter. Number two. Wait, OB- wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. Oh, I gotta okay. Give you. you gotta give me the gong for flatulence. flatulence. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell the kids. Don't tell the yes, kids. Teenagers are gonna run home and get their dictionary out. Or... That's right. No, Google. no, man. Shows my era. They're gonna Google it. No, I'll tell you what you do. You just say, "Hey Siri." No, "Hey Google." <laughs> hey, Google. Pull my finger. <laughs> hey Google, pull my finger, and it does it. <laughs> Alexis is really good at it. <laughs> Second thing I want to mention is obedience to God is never a reason to look down at somebody else. Mm. Now, you got to be careful, and yeah. it, it this is our sinful nature. So somebody's a stay-at-home mom, and they're having a tough time, but it's their choice. And somebody else is not a stay-at-home mom. And let's say they're going to Disney World, you can wind yes. up despising that other person, yes, and assuming they are wicked and wrong, and you know, well, you're 
got this martyr complex that, well, at least I'm right with the Lord and she's not right with the Lord. And you can wind up despising people in your heart thinking it's because I'm so righteous. And, and that's a yeah. that's an awful dynamic. You know, God God's never pleased with that. Or you despise your husband because you can't go to Walt Disney World with your kids, and you can put the pressure on him as well. And as a man, you can you can feel bad about that. You know, I'm I'm not providing for my family what they want. You got to be careful on all um, all points on that. So good yeah, point. We got to give our, give our heart to God. You know, yeah. and I'm gonna, because I'm gonna, it, it's constant. It's constant cleaning, constant pruning, constant correcting. Yeah. Because yep. you know, any one of us can get to that point in our life where where Satan gets an advantage of us in our attitude and in our heart while we right. think we're doing right. Right. Yeah, good, good. Hey, I'm gonna throw something at you on Friday. Get ready, I'll throw you a little curveball on Friday and see what we can do with this. Uh it's been a great topic and uh, thank you, Holly, for sending that in. We appreciate it very, very much. And I think it's a discussion for the day. A lot of young couples yes. getting married uh need to sit down and discuss this before oh, yes. you get married. Yes. And then uh maybe you're in the midst of it today. Maybe you just feel yes. like we're under the water and we can't we can't get our head above. What do we do? We'll look at that. I'm Al Stone, I am in St. Thomas. I am um let's see, when this air I will be in Barrie, Ontario, uh, preaching for the largest youth conference in Canada. Uh, we'll have about 500, 600 Amen. teenagers there. Looking forward to that. Excited. Uh, it's been my pleasure to be there almost every year that they've had this over the last uh, about 15 years. So uh, praise the Lord for that. That's where I'm at. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Please give us a rating, review, and make sure you subscribe. Hey, uh, remind me, I'll have to get the kids uh, to do an opening for us in Barrie. So oh, if yeah, you're listening, I know we've got listeners in Barrie. When I'm there, remind me, we'll do a Tim Talks opening for the Tim Talks podcast. Number one, number one in the hearts of people around the world. Thank you for listening today. Brother Harness, take us out. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.